Welcome to Keith and the Girl. I'm Keith Malley. I'm Chemda. Chemda, people are saying I killed Fiona Apple on the last, uh, I mean, let me be clear. I killed it singing some of her music on the last episode. Oh, please. Anyone who heard the last episode has no argument. I am now a bigger Fiona Apple fan through you somehow. I've heard Fetch the Bolt Cutters more than once, and if any of you ladies out there need me to explain it to you, I'm happy to. You may not have understood everything. I get every single reference. Oh my God, ladies, is this is this a free offer, Keith? It's just uh, it's out there. It's up to it's up to you. What a service! Uh, well, it's a. Uh, it seems like it's an album for ladies, and I want them to make sure they understood it. Today's guest, he's been on Flight of the Concords, Archer. Bob's Burgers, and depending on how things are going, so far there's supposed to be a movie next year. Spoiler. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And the new documentary I just saw, and you'll love it. It's so good. By the way, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It Started as a Joke is the title. Our guest has been on Keith and the Girl before, seven years ago in 2013. The episode is called Special Education, episode 1741. Here he is, your pal and mine, Eugene Merman. Hi. And that's that's what I'm talking about. And they go, that's a voice actor. They knew right away. <laughs> you know? So it's been seven years. Uh, Eugene, what's new? <laughs> Mostly, I guess, the pandemic. You know, things change in life. Um, I, I was at my uh, high school reunion, and they go, what's new? And I'm like, what's new? I, I can take the car out without asking. Yeah, uh, I, I stick it in on the rag. A, a couple things are new. Uh, I, I'll get to this movie, of course. I mean, you know, in case there's not enough around that's making me cry, this one sure does. Uh, this one sure does throw me over the edge. Uh, congratulations, though. It's it's fantastic. It's a, you know, because it's so heartbreaking. And again, I'll get into it. But uh, what a, it's also magnificent at the same time. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's first let's cover uh, the news bases and uh, coronavirus news. Last time we talked in New York, there were uh, thirty six thousand deaths. By the time you hear this, there'll be over uh, fifty thousand. How are you holding up, Henda? Um, I have actually stopped reading the news on a re- on the regular basis because it really is something that I n- now can just see. Yes, next time I look at it, there'll be more deaths. It's not really a difference. I have to. Uh, stay calm. So I'm just kind of uh, understanding that the news is what I know it will be. Do you find yourself refreshing apps, Eugene? I find myself, I go to, where do I go? Worldometers.info slash coronavirus. And I just keep refreshing and nothing is going down. Yeah. Right. Meaning like people who have died are not returning. Not at all. The number goes one way. Yeah. And it's up. It's yeah. Yes. In past pandemics. (laughs) <laughs> some people return and that's what you you would hope for um yeah it's uh uh yeah it's terrible well um, this is I this, look this at re- I, I don't watch the news on tv so i think that there's a certain amount that that i'm spared of of a certain amount of of horror uh right in terms of just bombarding myself um but yes i do tend to look at at, at the internet um, For what it's worth, I don't I don't know what it means, but it doesn't seem good. They found uh, two New York State domestic cats have it, so animals are getting it. Domestic. We heard tigers were getting it, and they have even more of those. They go, hey, let's test the cats, see what happens. They have it. Yeah. See this this is the kind of news that I I I don't know I don't even know what to do with. So I 
I don't know how to read it and then be different. It's just continuing. So it's just kind of like a waiting game of the same news recycling itself, only somehow worse. So welcome to our comedy show. Um, <laughs> yeah. This, this is great to be here. Yeah. What's odd is like, this feels biblical, but it's not as majestic. It's not as magical as the Bible always suggests, like God swoops in and you know, the idea is that God swoops in and saves us. But really, the when I think about the biblical stories, God swoops in and kills us further. And then hopefully we learn some sort of lesson that he's the only one. But yeah, I feel like in the Bible, like sometimes people are just sort of spared. But I don't know that he, how often he's, <laughs> how much swooping there is. I mean, there's some, there's some if swooping. He, you're in Massachusetts, right? Cape Cod? Yes, uh, yes that's right. And uh, are you taking walks? Do you make grocery store trips? Um, I am, yeah, I'm taking some walks and, and I have a yard. So my son and I play in our yard, um, and swing on the swing set. Um, I, I saw the, uh, I saw the documentary. So I'm going to act like I, that, like we're good friends. How's Ollie doing and how old is he? He's three and a half. He's doing okay. You know, I mean, I think that this isn't his favorite pandemic, but of the people I know, he's sort of taking it better than, than many. Um, <laughs> he's he's we could learn a couple lessons from him about one day at a time. Well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he mostly just wants to watch TV and play, and so you know, he has gotten that. He also would like to go to places, but we can't do that. He'll periodically be like, "Can we go to this place and that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, again, what? Someday, someday we can. I don't know yeah. when that'll be." It um, sounds like a lot of adults that I know. Like, yes, we would love to sit around and play and look at the computer and uh, dream about going somewhere someday. Yeah. Does he understand what it means that you know um, we, outside his death? No, no. He well, he he gets that. I mean, I think that it's not. Uh, you know, it, it, it's. It, I don't think it's that he gets it as much as like it doesn't. He's like, okay, like whatever. Let's just go play outside, or right. like let's watch TV. Um, my girlfriend than, was trying. Yeah, sorry, my okay. girlfriend was trying to uh, school her twelve-year-old uh, son, and she, uh, he's supposed to be doing math, and so she checks on it, and he's actually looking up. In Google, famous midgets. Uh huh. So it's not easy for everybody. But what do you ha- what do you teach a three and a half year old? I mean, you mostly occupy their time more than okay. Teach them more than like okay, okay time to learn about the history of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a lot more just like let's figure out how to get to tomorrow. When you see the streets, are people social distancing there? Over here in New York, they had the double fines from 500 to to 1000 dollars for assholes that hang out together or won't wear a mask in a store. Sure. So so here, um like I'm on a sort of I'm on a street with no sidewalks, so nobody would be walking around. And in general, it, it's just it's a much more rural area. So so no, there's no no one is walking near each other because that isn't exactly what you, you could do. This would um, this would be a very interesting time to get recognized on the street, right? I don't know if you have enough people in your area to walk around to see new people who are surprised by your face. Uh, does that happen at all? I mean, it, I mean, I haven't been going out. Um, mm-hmm. It happens uh, sometimes, but I think that I feel like people would would respect my no selfies in a pandemic rule. <laughs> who knows? I don't know. But we have panoramic now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Would I stand 12 feet away from someone as they took a picture? I, maybe, maybe. It hasn't, it hasn't it, come up yet. Um, but right. I've like, there's like farms that deliver, like there's a farm 
uh, not far away that brings like meat and stuff. And there's, there's places you can order stuff from. So I've been doing some of that. It's, it's so weird seeing these, uh, you know, certain states opening when everybody's told not yet. I know uh, states are having different, uh, different rates, of course, but it, it, nobody, nobody should be, should be out yet. Of course, Bernie didn't have a chance. People are fighting to get sick. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's clearly insane to open a state. Like that is the strangest, most foolish thing. Um, that... Yeah, but only, only if you believe in science. So, mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. so I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. What? We'll see what happens. Yeah, what? I know. I, feel, Trump? I, I mean, the truth is I feel bad for people going to those rallies who, for one reason or another, believe that, that like they won't be harmed. It's yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it's sad. I guess we'll, we'll just see what happens in the coming weeks. Well, it Trump is definitely and a bad idea in- to open Las Vegas casinos. <laughs> of that's course. Like, oh, it's ridiculous. That's, like, that's, that's a, a, a strangely terrible idea. Except that, you know, I could see Vegas having this strange notion that their air is going to be filtered out because you could smoke cigarettes in their space and it doesn't smell like it. So I can see people kind of justifying the uh, the casino. atmosphere. Yeah, the casino atmosphere. Maybe if they turned four of the casinos into field hospitals, it would be worth a try. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> right. If I, when I when I think of what churches are right now, they could each and every one of them could be hospitals because they can't be used either. Who wouldn't want to be in a in a pew right now, hooked up to some equipment? Right. Imagine you're you're at Bally's hooked up to equipment, and there's the ringing of the slot machines all around you. Hey, at least you're being entertained somehow. I'd rather listen to that than you know listen to my breath leave me. I was going to say that uh, Trump banned all immigration in the U.S. because of the pandemic. So he got the wall after all, one way or another. It's his favorite day. Yeah. I I don't think he knows that he did that because of a pandemic, though. It just happens to work out timing-wise. I got a letter from somebody that says anonymous, but I I can see their name right on top, Steve Miller. So anyways, uh, from anonymous. I'm kidding. Uh, Hey, Keith, I thought you would like these interesting inside stories of politics and the Secret Service. That you will not ever hear about or see in the news, past or present. I feel I should remain anonymous so I don't have Secret Service agents showing at my door one day. I, so we're going to get an inside scoop here. Yes, I have two this, quick, this is definitely how anonymous works. Right. I have two quick stories to tell you. One about Joe Biden when he was vice president. And one about his wife, Jill. I have a buddy that is in the Secret Service. He was on the Biden family detail. He told me these two stories. I think they're pretty funny. Blah, blah, blah. One, Joe Biden was vacationing at one of his summer homes. At night when the can Secret I say, Service... Can I say already this guy should be fired? But okay, go ahead. The, which are one? The leading, friend? Or is this a thing you're... Sorry. Are you... Never mind. Just keep doing it. Go ahead. Yeah, it's a... It's is an a real thing that you got or are you, is this... No, this is legit. i you if it's a bit, I guess. Sorry. It's legit. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. It's been seven years. So you don't know how we do. This is legit. <laughs> Uh, Joe Biden was vacationing at one of his summer homes at night when the Secret Service was outside of the house patrolling. A female agent was patrolling nearby, and all of a sudden, Joe Biden decides that he's going to go in the hot tub. He comes out of the house completely naked and stands on his patio with his hands on his waist like he's enjoying the view. I believe that. Right in front of a female agent nearby and other agents in the area. My buddy also told me that Joe Biden happens to be hung like a horse. Okay. But just to come out completely naked when you know Secret Service agents and a female agent are right there and are going to see you stark naked shows that he's a freaking weirdo. Apparently a well-hung weirdo. 
Okay, so there's one fun fact to take to the polls with you. Two, the next one involves my buddy directly. He was on Joe Biden's detail. Jill was with a bunch of her friends drinking champagne. Okay. Jill was. That checks out. Jill was with her friends. My buddy was guarding the door and was just sitting inside on a chair while Jill was socializing. All of a sudden, Jill goes up to my buddy and turns at her girlfriend and says, hey, girls, check this out, lifts up her skirt, straddles my friend, and pretends to do a lap dance on him. By the way, if you pretend, you're still doing it, right? All of her friends whip out their phones and start taking pictures of her doing a lap dance over my friend. My friend was taken by surprise and just sort of froze awkwardly. He says to, she says to him, hope you don't mind this. My friend just says, I'd worry more about your friends taking pictures of this. She was like, oh, don't worry about them. I trust them. Ooh. ooh. Yeah. I do have more insider stories I can share. Here's some quick things. Obama and Biden don't like each other at all. And it was really strictly a political decision. Any stories about them being buddies, going to baseball games, etc. is bullshit. Okay. Interesting. Clinton used to stand in a hallway outside the Oval Office with his pants down and his hands on the wall and wait for Monica to come out without saying a word. She'd bend down and give him a rim job. So specific. A rim job. That's a blow job, right? That's an ass licking job, I think. That's what I thought. All these politicians who are on camera insulting each other, calling each other's names, and our so-called enemies all go behind closed doors, laugh about it, drink martinis, and go to their vacation homes in the Hamptons together. They're all buddies, and it's all an act, and them being against each other when cameras are on are total bullshit. So, <laughs> what are we, wait, what so, are we sorry, learning here? So Biden and Obama are friends. That's what I'm learning, <laughs> right? See number it's one. Like behind closed doors, they aren't friends. Also, they are friends. I feel like there is a lot of misinformation, a lot of strange. Well, <laughs> take that in to your uh, political knowledge and uh, see how you want to play. All right. So we saw this documentary. It's called It Started as a Joke. Have you seen it, Eugene? Yes, yes, I, I have. Um, the, the not uh, I saw it. I think several months back. Meaning for as for the most recent time. Okay, uh, and it talks about your festival, which you were. It was celebrating ten years, and then it smacks you right in the fucking face forty five minutes in, and talks about uh, your wife having cancer. Yeah. How, how long? How long did you know her before you got married in twenty fifteen? Oh, uh, for nine years. Nine years, Nine okay. Ten, ten years, yeah. Oh, wow. So it's the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> Just say, wouldn't it be funny? You go, well, it was a good, it was a solid week. Uh, and then, uh, you know, she gets cancer and she passes away in January of this year. So it hasn't even been three months. And this pandemic comes at the same time. Are you holding up okay? Are you able to, uh, now we have the technology to at least see people on the computer, but are you, are you, is this the, is this a dumb question? Is this the worst timing? I mean, uh, well, I don't know if it's the worst timing. It's not great timing. You know, I would have, I mean, I don't like the pandemic. Um, I, I think all the things that I thought I would maybe do to try to sort of cope and, you know, uh, feel better are not exactly possible in the way I imagined because of the pandemic and how you can't go anywhere or see anyone. Um, what do you do to cope? Um, uh, you know, I do a lot of cooking, writing, 
uh, jokes and then just spending time with my son, basically. I right. mean, there's that- fun to do. Like, it's not like, um, I'm not like building a ski resort. <laughs> really? Because you so have the time would, and I think you're being probably, lazy. If I did that, that would probably take up about the amount of time I would have because of the pandemic. Right. Well, and you you make uh, Henda brought this up that when you make those uh, cancer cards, and you hear the audience, by the way, uh, you know, cringing. sometimes they don't cringing. They don't they don't know how to react to your cancer jokes about something that you're also uh, dealing with, and you know, you're quite yeah. clear about it. It's not talking about cancer. I feel it's like it's mixed, her. meaning of the like you see it done maybe three or four times, and so yeah, sometimes I mean. I think, yeah, sometimes people are uncomfortable and sometimes they were, they thought it was funny and comfortable. It was sort of, I mean, as it was every time I did the bit, you know, like it, well, it depended. A, a couple of years ago, I had a open heart surgery to remove a tumor from my chest. And um, I thought the, the cards were amazing. I thought they were perfect because it is weird. Um, when I started coming out after the surgery, uh, I would see people look at my scar and I would see people sort of hesitant to speak to me. And um, I'd almost bring it up on purpose to say, you can bring this up. It's a lot less awkward if you tell me that you feel awkward than just skirting around it because it did happen and we all know it. Yeah. So and, I- and you already know it. It's not like they're, I feel like people have the feeling as if they're telling you, you had cancer. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and then Like I already, we already knew, I mean, it's not great, but we knew, but that is like, I feel like what the reaction is. So yeah, Yeah, I I think there's a lot of, um, like, uh, almost whispering, like you're, you're calling someone a racial slur or something like, you know, cause you had the, um, the tumor and I'm like, yeah, I know it's, it's, I had it. And, uh, you could say it at the same volume because I won't get it again just cause you'll call upon it. Everything's okay. <laughs> how how were you emotionally? Meaning comics usually understand them to be children. Did she have to make sure you're okay and you ca- caught yourself like, wait a minute, are you consoling me as opposed to me consoling you? Or, or did you know the things to do and say? Um, I mean, I think everything you sort of learn and adapt. Um, uh, I We consoled each other. Um, you know, we, I think we both tried to, you know, we both tried to, you know, do as much as we could together, which we could, you know, she, depending on, she was on probably 15 or so different treatments over the years. So there'd be long stretches of time where the treatment, you know, where she could go out and we could travel and, and do things together. And then there were times where it was hard to leave the house. So, so I think one of the things was that, you know, it, when was that it was up and down, you know, when we thought something was a low, sometimes it would get better until of course it permanently got worse. Did uh, she was, she was nervous during the movie that uh, your son wouldn't remember her. Does your son bring her up? Oh yeah. We talk about her. Um, Yes. He, uh, he just the other day um, we were driving and he uh, said, I miss mama. And I said, uh, I miss mama too. And then he said, can we draw pictures of her and send them around the world so people will remember her? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we can absolutely do that. Was so, his pictures any good? We haven't <laughs> drawn them yet. It was more the, the talking he, he's also it. three and a half. So he's like, okay, but now like, let's run around in the yard. Right. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm keeping to my schedule. Do you remember two weeks ago when I said this thing, it was pretty uh, charming. <laughs> and, <laughs> sweet. Um, so I think at some point we'll do it, but, but, um, 
yeah, so we, I, I wanted to make sure that he knows that it's, um, yeah, that we can talk about her and that we miss her and, you know, and we'll make a memory book, um, and are actually working on something like that. Um, has he seen it started as a joke? No, he's three and a half. He'll probably, I don't know when he'll see it like in right. 10 years. I don't know when he learns how to take a joke. <laughs> I think when, yeah, when he's like, I'd love to see a documentary about my parents. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, so I don't I'm know really... when, I don't know what age that is. I think first he has to like, not be scared of like long form improv. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw in in the documentary, it's very sweet how you guys interacted with each other. And I think, you know, a lot of documentaries, especially if if you are on there with your spouse or with your with your partner um, with cameras on you for that long, you feel where people snip at each other. And you guys had none of that. There was always consideration and um, just like a, a real warmth between you between you two it's really what i think i think hend is asking is there an extended cut <laughs> yeah there, there isn't an extended cut but there is more footage it would be great if i was like you know we filmed an hour and 15 minutes and we used all of it <laughs> and we were very lucky we were very lucky uh it uh it came out very well do you i know when hemda had uh, cancer and i had a really- tumor not cancer Oh, only a tumor? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Never mind. I can't. Okay. Let me think if I can relate somehow. I, br- I had a breakup. So <laughs> did, did you did you find that you had to console other people as opposed to dealing with what you're going through? Um, I, I know I, I saw him to have to do that. And I know I did that during breakups. Like, no, let me deal with what I'm dealing with. Like, now I have to make sure you're okay. No, it's not a big deal. We're fine. We have a schedule. Well, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there's an amount to which you try to make people feel comfortable. Um, I don't know that it would, you know, necessarily consoling exactly, but, but yeah, I think that, um, you know, again, it's a hard thing and it's hard to, you know, there's also, you know, there's the kind of cancer that she had the first time, which goes away and you think won't come back. And then there's the kind that's terminal. And then that has an unknown time limit like you know maybe i mean she could have lived for two years and she happened to live for six even though five was sort of the the max yeah that's that's uh the very difficult part is we all don't know but now it's we're faced with it i noticed that um i would i I like to laugh about it so i would drop the first joke and then watch the person go oh okay this is all right we get to talk about it in full volume and start joking with me yeah Yes, I mean, Katie and I would joke around with each other all the time. What is, uh, what change, does anything change, how do I phrase this? What changes when you know you're going to die? Does she live differently knowing, hey, you know, this is the, this is the final years. I'm going to, I'm going to have cake for breakfast. Do things change or does she want to keep things normal as if nothing's happening? I mean, I think you're aware of it. I think it's both. You don't. I don't think start having cake for breakfast, but the truth is you, you know, in a sense should eat anything you want because sort of eating and, and, and sort of staying as strong as you can is important. Um, But, you know, we, I mean, I I think that we just tried to, I mean, we did move to Massachusetts to be closer to family. Um, We had a son, um, but, you know, I, I think you, 
yeah, you just try to do what you can. You don't, I don't think you start like, it's not like we were like, okay, well, let's like uh, fly around the world. I think you try to live the best life you can, essentially. Are you going to, are you going to stay there, by the way? Are you staying in Massachusetts? Uh, yeah, I'm going to stay in Massachusetts. I mean, I'm uh, also in the Boston area. Um, you know, so start, starting this year, I'll, I'll at least started going to school when there was school. Mm. And that was okay. the thing. Um, but now that there isn't, who knows? Um, but yeah, we, I'm, I'm staying in Massachusetts. I do think it's funny that now, you know, it, it, it's kind of telling that we know that Keith, if he had cancer, the first thing he would think of is, yay, cake for breakfast. Yeah. And they'd be like, no, you, your body has to be extra healthy. And I'm like, for, for what? An extra month? For what? I mean, if it's I cake mean, for breakfast. They, they specifically were like, if you want to eat like brownies or whatever you want, like the, the I, I mean, like like cake for breakfast might actually be fine, depending on if it's more important for you to keep calories on. And also when you're on different medications, you just like, there's certain foods, like she would have sort of cravings for certain foods and not other foods. So it's not like, <laughs> like, like the, the, once you know you're going to die, the worry stops being that like, if you have sort of an unhealthy meal, that'll be what gets you. Yeah. It's not, it's not PMS. Just between us is the worst thing that uh, like you can't complain about your day. Like you can't come home and say, Chris Gethard stepped on my punchline. <laughs> it was a 20 minute setup. You know, I do weird shit. Um, uh, no, she was, we, we could, um, you, you could still, you, yes, I could still complain. Uh, though nobody stepped on my punchlines. Uh, not with Hemda. When Hemda had her not cancer at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't be complaining about not getting a package on time. Huh, totally different. Apples yeah. and oranges, my friend. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm yeah. a monster. Uh, One of Katie's gifts is that I could still complain about about things. I just uh, chose never to do it. Well, it's in it's in my contract with Keith that he's allowed to complain when people step on his punchline. So that's usually the after show. Well, have, oh, that's a big schedule. Right on the radio, you could step on a punchline in in stand up. No, no one can step on your punchline. Really. That's what that's what made you even angrier, right? <laughs> that's why I was like, "It's why like Chris is your went out of his way." Not exactly a thing, and now I realize because you're <laughs> you're thinking of radio, <laughs> and that makes sense. Uh, are you are you bummed out that there's no sports? No, huh? I am bummed out that I can't go anywhere or see friends. But I don't. I mean, I don't really follow sports. I mean, I'd rather there were sports because I think people would like it, but not in the pandemic. I mean, right. mostly I'm bummed out that there is like a a, a real failure on, on the part of a federal response. Um, mm. But it I will say that listening to like the Massachusetts governor um, give updates, you're like, oh, that's what like an update would be like when someone tells you what's happening and what they're doing and how they're trying to make it better like that. Yeah. That's how we feel about our our governor, Governor Cuomo. We feel like is is giving us good updates. This is what I need. This is what I can get. This is what I'm asking for. Um, yeah. that felt good. Yeah. Yes. That feels so, so, so there, there feels like there's like a semblance of how we, we might come out of this. Um, it, it's amazing how we didn't know how to test our governors at, you know, at the time, like hand them a mask and go quick, put it on yeah. <laughs> and you see if they can put it on. I but, feel uh, like the, that would be, I'd be more like quick. Can you organize, uh, quick testing sites? And can you body tests? Like I, I feel like somebody could help him with a mask. <laughs> like that. I, you would think. You, I'd you still, would think. I'd, 
I'd still rather you knew. Uh, Tom Brady left uh, the Patriots and joined uh, Tampa, or he was a free agent anyway, and joined Tampa Bay. And Ron Gronkowski, his great tight end, came out of retirement to join Tampa Bay. Yeah, so but like what's, the, what's the difference? Isn't this like breaking up with someone? You're broken up. Don't worry about it. It's a pandemic. Well, they're together now. They're together. The, the same great team is together on a whole new team. Yeah, and, that's the, and, and Tom Brady had to know the whole time. Back, that'll be something. Right. I wonder. <laughs> like that's sort of like like and now they're on an island waiting for sports to return. Right. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. I hope in two years they're like, you know what? It, we never got to try it. Uh, this is the new fantasy football, right? <laughs> yeah. It's regular. Fo- football is now fantasy football. <laughs> We're guessing how they would do. Yeah. Just imagine how great that would be, you guys. See you later. You'd have to pick just a random season. I don't know enough about a fantasy football, but I feel like it depends on how people actually play that season, right? It does. Yes, you're very close. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like... <laughs> You couldn't even have fantasy football. You'd have to like turn it in like with dice. You'd have to like make it a role playing game, right? I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, oh, two sixes touchdown. Um, I saw the movie The Pianist the other day, the Holocaust movie. When it happened to be Hemden Eugene Holocaust Remembrance Day, uh-huh. I just figured I needed to let you know what I did. I did my duty. Well, great. Because because we know of the holocaust it's, you got to do something special i never know what to do oh okay so you remembered via- yeah and i saw i i remember it just throughout my life so i so i didn't watch a movie that day but i was like yeah but but keith is saving his never forget for 9-11 so it's hard to like do two of those yeah. well I, I know to separate this is never again mm. 9-11 is never forget mm. Never got this. But by the way, how do you? And we are New York strong. I get it. Let me ask you guys something. When you see a Holocaust movie, but it's very boring, how, how do you let people know that? You don't, right? You just give it a ten stars. I don't. Like this guy it just went from apartment to apartment. Come up. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. I was getting nervous. All right. That's good news. I I knew. I was thinking of the movie. The piano when I was watching this, which I never saw, Harvey Keitel, and I knew he took his dick out at a piano. So I kept waiting for Adrian Brody to be forced to take his dick out because the Nazis love to humiliate the Jews. So I'm like, well, this is where they make him take his dick out. See, this is why I ask people not to talk to me about movies before I see them because then you're waiting for somebody to take their dick out in a Holocaust movie. It could get very confusing. Well, there's no dick. There's no dick. Uh, it won Best Director, Adapted Screenplay, Actor, Best Picture. And I didn't know this. The movie ends, directed by Roman Polanski. He got me again. Mm. Did you pay for that? Uh, did I, it was on Amazon or whatever? It was on whatever for you know part of the package. Yeah, so you're part of it. Oh my god! The rape was in 1977. This was in 2002. Adrian. How can you do that? How can you be in that? What do we think, Eugene? How could somebody be not to not to lead the witness? How could somebody be in a movie after you're convicted of rape? And you go, you know what? I'm Adrian Brody. I'm gonna be in this Holocaust movie. It's important. Eugene Merman, explain, please. I don't think I can. I <laughs> I, can, I know I can't. Now I feel good about that. Right. <laughs> uh I, I I don't think I could do it. 
You you don't, don't have to. Okay, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, that takes care of that. <laughs> I was nervous about it. Yeah. Like, and now I don't got to work. Pitching like a lot of like unlikely would you rather's. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically his life, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of fantasy football, I see that a lot of race car drivers, you know, NASCAR drivers, now they compete in video games. And they're playing race car video games. Well, it's the same thing, right? What don't is, worry about I don't it. know. Do you still have to pay your pit crew? <laughs> probably <laughs> you not. Know? Probably not, right? I don't know. That's probably why you pay license for the game. Uh, let's see. So there's this guy, Kyle Larson. He's playing, uh, you know, a video game online. Uh, he's a 27 year old NASCAR driver and he, uh, threw out the N word. He said, uh, yeah, he said, uh, let's see during the iRacing event, he had technical difficulties and was talking to his crew. So you still have a team of some kind. And he said, you can't hear me. Hey, N words. Several drivers in the stream confirmed they heard what he said. Uh, another person on another team said, Kyle, you're talking to everyone, bud. And he's been dropped from NASCAR. So he can't play real or otherwise. I love that the the uh, heads up is you're saying this to everybody, not you're saying that, you know, like, hey, we know that you say this, but just so you know, you pressed a to everyone button. Right. And if that's what he says during a video game, what is a NASCAR racer saying when his life is on the line? Yeah, you kind of wonder, like, is that what he's saying in the car the whole time? Like, just, you know, as he talks? Or didn't we learn that online games with a bunch of 10 or 12-year-olds is just the N-word repeated over and over again when you're playing against them? Yes, but you would think these are the all adults. You'd think it would be different. Yeah, we tend to age out of our bullshit, right? <laughs> it's not. Uh, what do you miss more, uh, football or NASCAR, Eugene? <laughs> um, I guess football. <laughs> because I have watched the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. And I'm in Massachusetts and the Patriots were a very successful and popular team. Are they upset that uh that players are going to Tampa Bay? Do you get a vibe out there? I feel like they might be, I'm guessing, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like the pandemic really took over <laughs> I see a lot of a lot of like the concerns. So I think, yeah, if you ask people like two months ago, they'd be like, oh, this is at the top of my thing. (laughs) And now they're just like, I uh, want to not be afraid of cafes and elevators. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a bad Jeopardy game where every answer is what is the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, With the NASCAR Uh, With the NASCAR season on hold, it's unclear for how long the governing body will keep Larson suspended or how many races he can miss. Larson was in what was his seventh full-time NASCAR Cup Series season, his sixth career wins. He was Rookie of the Year. Maybe he'll get coronavirus time served, and maybe he'll be able to do every race after all. This is so surprising because I picture the people at NASCAR being open-minded, you know, very liberal, uh, very, very Bernie bros, it seems. Just a, a bunch of Starbucks and other labels and on their You're saying nobody's jaw dropped when he said the N-word. No, I think that's part of their vocabulary all the right. time. Yeah, when you're correcting somebody saying the N-word in public, maybe don't add the word bud, right? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> hey, bu- hey, bud. Hey, buddy, you're fucking up in public. Uh, Eugene, what do we have scheduled for the rest of today? Oh, you mean... In- it's all about normalcy. What are we doing? What are we doing? Um, yeah. uh, I might make some pasta. I'm just oh. going to make some pasta later. Okay. Um, What's new in pasta? What's new in pasta, Eugene? I, I guess people. That it's really new. I don't know that, that there's anything... How do you play it? New exactly. What is the pandemic? <laughs> I, think I don't know. I'm just... going to take up time in, in today until it's tomorrow. <laughs> wake up and be like, uh, okay. <laughs> so we, we have a thing um, at night. My boyfriend and I play this game called High Low. And we say the high of our day and the low of our day and what we're grateful for today. Uh, just one of the things. And um, we forget which day it is. Cause it's hot. It's like, wait, was today the thing that happened? Like, is this my high from today or two days ago? Am I, did, did you do that for me today? <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to FaceTime with a friend. So I have a pretty full day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just saw a Buzzfeed article today. 15 newest things in pasta. I wasn't sure if you saw it. <laughs> oh, I have not. I have not. <laughs> I do have a, a scheduled call with my nephew, who's about three. Um, oh, he's, he is not he's, gonna he, pay attention. He is not gonna pay attention. <laughs> oh, I'm already rejected. Okay. Right. Well, my my brothers have this app where um, you can play online with the kids, and and I can interact with them almost like babysitting virtually. Uh, oh, wow. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's it's What's the app. Go on. Um. I forget what it is right now, but uh, I could send it to you after, um, and we can post it on Keith and the Girl. Uh, but basically, oh, so we're going to try this for the first time. And also, I don't know if I said this in another episode or if it was on our chat, which happens every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Um, I'm going to try, because two of my nephew's birthdays are coming, I'm going to try to do a magic show for them over the internet. They're going to place all the kids in front of their own computers, and I will do the magic. Nice. Can, do you know how to do magic? No. <laughs> Who cares? I'm on a screen. Right. He's a kid. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's so easy to do magic over the computer. Ah, <laughs> oh, where'd it go? It's here. You know, you just go behind the screen. Yeah, I just go, hey, guys, I'm here. And I turn off my computer. Now I'm not. Whoosh. Uh, I, I did kids parties for 13 years before oh, I wow. podcasted. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. So yeah, the answer is yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I warn you, Hemda, that I pl- I played that virtual thing with uh, your brother's kid, and he he likes this um, memory game with cards. Mm-hmm. He is so fucking bad at it. <laughs> just listen, Eugene. I I go, oh, the monkey, which we saw in the second row. He clicks on the third row and gets the duck. He's three. I'm like, what the? It, it, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought terrible twos. <laughs> uh, like moronic actually, threes. Terrible twos are probably better than threes in terms of disposition. But I would say trying to play a game on a computer with a three year old is more your fault. <laughs> well I needed Michael to do something so I had to watch the kid. <laughs> he had to fix a Keith and the girl problem. But man, I was just you're gonna do good. I was I was kicking ass. <laughs> monkey. Well, I just saw the monkey. Done. Ding ding. It's so easy. Oh, you're going to love it. Yeah, yeah. We, we have had uh, also virtual dance parties with the kid. Like, uh, if they catch me, okay, we're about to go live on Zoom or whatever, and they play a song, and we just all dance in our computers. What a world they're growing yeah. up in. We tr- I tried to do with friends, a, a, like, a, a karaoke Zoom party for kids, for the kids, and I mm-hmm. would say that it 
overall did not work. Oh, but, great. But it was okay. nice to see my friends. So that part was very nice. <laughs> and then the part where like kids were like, just would sort of listen to a song they kind of liked. And then it was, and then it was done. Are you, are you doing shows online so that you don't go stir crazy? Or are you just no, debating No, I'm doing like a, John Benjamin and I do like a weekly Instagram live Q&A to raise money for different like charities. But I haven't been doing like a stand up in my like home on a show. But um, I would probably make a video or do something. But I don't know that I would like tell jokes into when's it, nothing. When's yet. all this going to end, Eugene? Uh, there's a few theories. So they put it somewhere between about a year and, and four years. I guess it depends. Oh, I didn't hear the four years one. Well, I mean, it, you know, the fastest vaccine we've ever created up until now was, I guess, mumps, mumps, I think, which was four years. Um, uh, but they, they are starting human trials on coronavirus vaccines. So, so we'll see. It could be a year, a year and a half. Yeah, we'll I know. New go York up and down with lockdowns. You know, it'll probably ease right. up, and then when it hit, hits a certain number of hospitalizations, we'll have to go into lockdown again. Um, in but, uh, government housing here in New York, they're doing random testing now. That just started. That's great. That's great. It's yeah. once we can all get tests, then that will, you know, help a lot. But America needs something like I don't know a million or more tests a day, um, and I think we're not anywhere near that. Well, apparently they're starting with these fucking cats. It's like, let's work on the human. <laughs> a few cats. Right? Not for I nothing. It's very I mean... easy to stay away from tigers. Cats, I don't know. But, <laughs> right. You know, I guess I don't see any more cats than I see other people. So, <laughs> right. How's your family? Yeah, everyone I know is being very careful and isolating. Keith, Keith do you know about your parents? And if they're, I mean, I, I feel like they've been training for this their whole life, isolating forever they haven't seen another person except in church in since before you were born my mom broke an ankle had to get a cast and so she was in the hospital for a little bit that's never good but uh, then she was out and things seem okay she's out now um my dad the only thing i'd worry about is where does he go now to sneak ho-hos usually he (laughs) hides them and drives them to the local park and eats all the candies and cakes and now I don't know where does he where does he have to be. Uh, that's the main concern there. But I think it'll be all right. right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like going into public to eat ho hos is 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 risky behavior. <laughs> it always has been, Eugene. Oh, it always had too much, too much. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Seven years is a lot to catch up on. Uh, Eugene, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great. Um, also, what was the? Oh, we were in chat last night. Um, yes. We're going to do that every Wednesday at nine PM Eastern. But the chat is always open because um, we just kind of pop in there to say hello. It's kind of a way to get connected and to be outside without being outside. Keithandthegirl.com slash chat. Drop in there. We just basically chat. People stop in um, on their break from work, and uh, that's all. Otherwise, be a VIP member, keithandthegirl.com slash VIP. Yeah, everything's uh, everything's there. Every show we ever did. Uh, so if you're getting a little stir crazy, you have about 15 years of stuff to, uh, to listen to, including all the spinoff shows. And we'll talk to you soon. Keithandthegirl.com.